red roses on your birthday, you know, and you don't know who they're from. I mean, it's sometimes you can ascribe or, or a number. And what you're saying is, okay, every time I see a nickel, I'm going to think of you. And then it just so happens that the timing, it's like you become a co-creator with them. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find out more about my work as an intuitive guide and spiritual teacher at karenhager.com. Now then, can you connect with your loved ones who've passed over? My guest today is Sophia Dimas. She says that when we die, we simply shed our bodies, but we remain as conscious as you and I are right now. And it's through consciousness that communication with our departed loved ones occurs. Now, this has garnered the attentions of scientists and after-death communication, or ADC, is now a new field of study. Sophia is here to share some true stories of signs, messages, and timing with the departed, communication with the departed that have inspired her work and changed her life. Are you ready to meet her? In her first book, The Divine Language of Coincidence, Sophia Demas chronicles the miracles she's experienced since the age of 19. And after discovering the key to turning a coincidence into a potential miracle, she was propelled to share with the world how miracles are accessible to anyone. By paying attention to divine nudging and taking action, Sophia's enjoyed three diverse careers, had her marriage saved from the brink of divorce, and many other extraordinary events that have led her to her true purpose and has brought her sublime happiness. Her experiences related to death and after-death communication are incorporated in her second book, Consciousness Beyond Death, and that's going to be released in just a few days in September 2023. You can find out more about Sophia and her work at sophiademas.com. Sophia, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much for inviting me. What is it that inspired you to write this book? It's very personal. Well, um, it's, it's, I'll tell you, both of these books uh, came into the world in a way that's bigger than me. Um, you know, in my first book, I actually relate this story where I found myself with a medium in a very peculiar way who told me that I was going to write a book. This was like 15 years ago. And I argued with her. I said, absolutely not. That's not in the cards. Mm -hmm. And she just waited until I finished, you know, my, and I, and I told her, I said, I don't have anything to say. And I'm a people person. So there's no way that I'm going to sequester myself and write a book. And she said, word for word, Spirit says when she's ready, there are many spirits here to help her and many hands on earth. Mm -hmm. And that's how it unfolded. And so when I sat down, I didn't know how to organize a book. And this is a, a memoir that needs a lot of organization. So I listed all the coincidences and all my miracles. And basically, you know, I feel that uh, a coincidence uh, you have to take action so that you may get exactly what you need, which, which is a miracle. And I, there were just too many to cram into one book. So I just instinct, uh, instinctively 
plucked out all the ones that had to do with death. So basically, the second book just kind of wrote itself. Um, and then magically, uh, I have three friends with amazing after death communication stories. And they're in the book as well. So, um, so it, it just sort of formed itself, you know, it's the best kind of magic, isn't it? Mm -hmm. When everything comes into alignment somewhere, there's a medium smiling somewhere that medium is listening, smiling. See, told you. And it's the best, <laughs> the best kind of magic when everything aligns like that. You've had, so from, from reading this book, Consciousness Beyond Death, you've had a lot of signs and messages and experience from your departed loved ones. Do you think you've had more than most people? Are we all having them all the time? I truly believe, okay, I, I'm going to tell you right away that I'm not a guru. I'm not a saint. I'm just... And there's nothing special about me. Um, but I believe basically that there is this divine intelligence. Um, I use the word God. Uh, anybody could use whatever they want, nature, whatever. And I believe that this divine intelligence knows better than we do what is best for us and will nudges through coincidence um our loved ones will help us uh and and i, I mean the 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 way some of, of these communications have happened are very clever um and uh it's it's all for our growth so you know we can pay attention and take action or we could just say Oh, that was weird, and just not pay attention, not not do anything about it, but just keep hoping that you know something good will come our way. And so that divine intelligence, do you feel that your connection with that divine intelligence, with God or nature or source or one, is part of why you are receiving so many after-death communications and why Absolutely. someone else may not be as open? I, I truly believe so. Um, I have, without a doubt, a personal relationship with this divine intelligence. Um, and in my first book, I mean, it's, you know, a memoir. So it's basically chronological, except for two chapters. One is entitled, Please, which is about prayer or asking. And uh, the other one is, thank you for expressing gratitude when you do get something that you need. And those those particular events uh, or miracles are more thematic. So um, yes, I, I believe, and I think it's, it's also the way I was raised that contributes to this. What was it in the way you were raised that, that deepens this understanding? Okay. Um, well, my mother was extremely religious and, but it wasn't uh, just rules and regulations and, you know, you know, going to just going to church. She truly derived a deep spirituality from her religion. Uh, she prayed every morning, every night. She gesticulated. 
And she never, ever had me do this with her. She never, um, you know, made me do anything. However, from a, from a toddler, what she parlayed to me was that little baby Jesus who loves children um, and the little Virgin Mary. So, so my first language was Greek. Um, so she would say, as she would characterize uh, these figures as diminutive, like they were my friends and that I could ask them for anything I wanted and, um, and to just uh, have faith that this would happen. So basically from a very young child, you know, addressing these unseen beings was perfectly natural. Mm. So that was, it's something that I just recently theorized, but I don't think a lot of people have had this, um, this kind of teaching. So I think what happened is as I was developing, I would just put these vibes out there like, oh, this is what I want. Or, you know, or, or, you know, and, and then when I was 19, what happened? Okay, so when I was 19, uh, I was in college. So I had these two issues, these, these two issues that were what I consider to be unsolvable at the time. They were absolutely unsolvable. So um, one uh, I'll just go ahead and, and give you the, the little story here. So one issue was, you know, that, you know, I thought I was a really nice person. And every so often there would be somebody who just hated me for no reason. Like I had done nothing to them. They just didn't like my vibe or whatever. And I just, I just couldn't understand how, you know, that somebody could, could not like you without even knowing you. And the other one was, you know, until then I had bought my mother's uh, concept of no sex before marriage. <laughs> and it wasn't working very well for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't know what to do. Like, because I thought, you know, I never really wanted to get married. And again, divine, I had made, you know, concrete decisions i'm not getting married i'm not having children because i want to concentrate on my career but you see this divine intelligence had other plans and you know put these things in my path that i would you know uh take some action so what happened in a very short period of time and this um there were two things. There was a dream I had and a man that I had met. So I was 19, this man getting his PhD in universal theory or whatever. Um, it, it just collided. The, the dream was, abs I mean, it's absolutely vivid as I'm speaking. And uh, basically and this man, I mean, I was just absolutely drawn to him. Not my type. I was a party girl. This guy was a scholar. Hmm. And um, and so in the dream, it started out that it was my wedding, but there's no groom. So I, I was on a stage. And, and these remarkable things happened. And then at the end of the dream, 
I look down, I'm still in my wedding dress, but I'm in a coffin. And it just freaked me out. And what happened is I woke up in the middle of the night, freaked out, thinking that this is some like, you know, harbinger of like my impending death. And I walked to this man's house and I was shaken. And I just, I don't know, I just felt like I would get an answer from him. And he said to me, he said, no, this has nothing to do with physical death. This just means that you're shedding what doesn't work for you anymore. And, you know, you are opening yourself up to the new and we didn't do anything that night but soon afterwards there was one of my problems solved (laughs) (laughs) so um and what happened was that because of the dream and I'm not going to go into it I I no longer cared what anybody thought of me it was the most freeing thing in the world and I, I I I believe that this has changed my life I I, I was transformed I, I became I grew up in in those three four months that I was with this man I I had to break up with him because uh you know like you know I could only talk about existential issues for just so long you know so um so, but, uh, and I, and, and we parted ways. It was like, he was this angel that just appeared, helped me, uh, sort of go over the, uh, threshold of womanhood and disappeared mm. and I was transformed. Oh my gosh. That's a beautiful story. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, we're talking about after death communication and I'm wondering a lot of people who I talk with say that they connect with their loved ones in spirit through their dreams. That dream that you had is a different, like different kind and class of dream. Have you had after death communication in your dreams as well? Yes. Yes. I remember vividly, and this is in the book that I was going through something. This is as an adult. And I mean, I was, it was, uh, again, you know, uh, serious issue I was grappling with and I didn't know what to do and and um and you know I I had a very close relationship with my father and and so he I I'm 150 percent positive that he visited me in this dream and all he did was hug me and go oh you just Oh, you just wait and see, Dolly. Mm-hmm. You just wait and see. Everything's gonna be just perfect. And then he would hug me and and just just he had this glowing look on his face and just telling me like he was like 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 he he had a secret. He knew that my life was gonna be, you know, this that everything was gonna be okay. And it was one of the most comforting experiences. And he was right. How can people recognize that something that they're experiencing is after death communication? I, I think sometimes, and I know in my own experience, when when someone passes and we want so much to hear from them, 
there's always that dance of, did I just make that up? Did that just really happen? How can I know for sure? Maybe nothing's happening. Maybe everything's happening. How can we discern what is after death communication and what might be our own desire? Okay. Um, see now I'm not always like sure if it's an angel, if it's an angelic present, or if it's, if it's, you know, my father or my mother or a relative, but I know, I mean, you, you, um, okay. Let me see here. Um, there's this one experience that I had. Uh, it was this absolutely incredible friendship with a man who died of AIDS. And years later, I was uh, doing my yoga to the radio. Okay. I mean, I wasn't, I just, you know, would have the radio on. It was non-commercial radio. So, you know, I didn't have, you know, uh, interludes with commercials or anything. So, and I never, ever listened to the, um, to the lyrics, just, it was just background. And one time I was doing my yoga and I started thinking of Jared and I write about this in the book and I was, you know, wondering, like he was, there was such an energy about him, like, like how, and I started thinking, you know, like what happens to this energy when you go like, and I just, I just went, gee, Jared, I said, where are you? Where'd it go? Where are you? Just thought it. And just at that minute, at that second, the radio went dead. No, no static, just went dead. Oh. So I'm continuing with my yoga and I'm thinking, okay, come on, you know, it's time for this thing to come back on. And then I thought, I wonder if my radio died. So I changed it to a different station. No, nope, perfectly good radio. And I, I put it back in my station and all of a sudden this beautiful woman's voice is singing the song and it was I mean he told me where he was and that you know how happy he was and that he's watching over me and he's he's and, it, and this will happen from now until eternity it was this beautiful song I actually got permission to put it in the book um and it was just he just answered me. I, so I knew it was him and he cleverly, he cleverly silenced the radio so that whatever came on, I would have, it, this would have my full attention. So there's, you know, times where it's just, now some people can say, well, you put meaning into it, but it's the timing. It didn't happen, you know, before I, I thought of him, it didn't happen a week later it happened exactly at that time. So there's, and also there's another uh, thing, for example, um, my father, when I was, you know, little, he would give me a nickel to go get gum. And so after he died, I, I found a nickel and I just thought of him. And then now maybe I did a tribute that sign to be from him but what happened after that i would get these nickels exactly the time i would think of him so 
I remember it was my birthday and I was with a friend and I, I started, he, my friend went in to get more coffee and I am thinking of him. It's my birthday. I'm thinking of my father and, you know, just, just sending him love, you know, and I looked down and right at the toe of my shoe is a nickel. So, okay. So I attribute that this is connected to my father, but it has sure worked. So like if, if let's say, you know, your mother loved red roses and then you get red roses on your birthday, you know, and you don't know who they're from. I mean, it's sometimes you can ascribe or, or a number and it's like, uh, uh, what you're saying is, okay, every time I see a nickel, I'm going to think of you. And then it just so happens that the timing, uh, kind of, you know, it, 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 uh, it's like you become a co-creator with them mm-hmm. and you can become a co-creator with divine intelligence. You know, you are given a, a, a coincidence, you take action. Now you are co-creating with this divine intelligence to get what you need. And the same goes with, you know, your, your departed loved ones. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely certain of this. And then just, I mean, I can't believe it that just in time for this book, we have a scientific field, you know, now it's not like NDE, okay, near-death experiences has been studied for uh, for decades and scientists are writing about their NDEs now, um, but they would not touch my topic with a 10-foot pole mm-hmm. until now. So I feel very fortunate. So it seems like there are parts of this right there's the being open to the communication the communication occurring our interpretation of that and then maybe our action after we receive the communication do i look for more nickels do i say thank you father i've received the nickels do i look for more nickels so it's i love that idea of being a co-creator i think a lot of times we think about after death communication as something that happens to us right i was just sitting there and then there was a shower of nickels and then but instead i wonder if it's something that we are co-creating with our loved ones and spirit because we're sharing we're all sharing consciousness at least as i believe yes yes and uh um i i have a, a a very interesting little story about now how also that they can just let us know um i have a friend who uh, when uh, when she was young, um, she her father was killed in a in an accident, and she, at the very moment that he was killed, she came out of the shower and heard him call her, mm. and she she's not a believer, but she swears to this. And and a, another story that uh, so so like you know it wasn't her saying oh you know, thinking of her father, this is her father taking charge and, you know, sort of saying goodbye in his way. Um, But this was just told to me by my eye surgeon. Um, She said, this is remarkable to me. Um, She said that she um, had to go to a gala with her husband after work and she was dead tired and really didn't want to go to this gala, but she had to go to the gala and they went to the gala and she had to take the babysitter home 
because her husband had this rule that he would never be alone with the babysitter. So who knows what story he heard. And so she took the babysitter home and she's driving uh, back to her house. And she says, all of a sudden, she heard her grandmother go, wake up. And she she came to and she was heading into a brick wall. She had fallen asleep. So there you go. So there, she's not sitting there thinking of her grandmother or, but her grandmother decided to take action and saved her life. So it, it comes in all matters. It's like, you know, you, you know, a lot of different people, they have their own way of communicating. Some people d- don't want to um, come, you know, uh, have any communication with uh, the, the, the earth, the earth you know, the, the, our world. Uh, and this was told to me by these um, same medium who told me that I was going to write a book um, because I really had no interest in going to a medium and, but something urged me and, and these urgings are your intuition. That has to be mentioned here. That is another vehicle through which this communication comes through. You get an urge and even though I didn't have any desire to go to the medium, I and, and I knew she had been booked for a month because she's, you know, world famous. And I called her up and she told me, uh, I said, I, I don't know why I, I want to see you. I know you're booked, um, but I just have this urge. I just had to call you. And I was going to go to accompany my friend who had an appointment with her. She was there for three days for a conference. And the medium says, well, this is odd, uh, but it sounds like you are um, being invited. Hmm. And I said, well, I know, but I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to like bother my dead friends and family. I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make them come to something, you know, and I have, I don't want to bother them. And she says, well, just because you want them to show up doesn't mean that they do. And when I went, oh, and then she says, oh, and funny thing, but I had a cancellation today. And it was exactly the time after my friend's appointment, her session. And and when the first thing she said, oh, my, there's so many spirits, so happy that you're here. And it was the spirits that were trying to tell me that I was going to write a book. Hmm. And uh, she, cause she kept saying, well, they're nudging me. There's one at your feet, you know, looking at you just like, like begging you, like they're begging you to do something. What is it? And then she said, okay, you're at a computer. She, like she was seeing it and you're writing, you're writing you're, you're really intent in expressing that what is coming up, you're writing a book. So the spirits, they were all there, you know, and I could just feel it, you know, that, you know, so some, you know, some don't want to have that don't want to appear, some do want to have the communication. So it's, um, it's, but it's, it's, I, you asked me earlier, I believe that it's all this communication, happiness, 
miracles are there for everyone. I, it, there's nothing special about me, but being lucky that my mother, you know, had um, opened me up to such things at a very young age. So I, I, I believe this with all my soul. Mm. How can listeners get in touch with you? And I'd love to know also, though, how can listeners start to open themselves up a little bit to to receive after death communication. I know, and I think that's the mark of a, a good medium. Uh, our beloved dead don't come when we call. That's not how it works. It does. Yes. No, that that's not it. Um, but how can our listeners begin to open themselves up to after death communication in a safe way and in a way that honors this kind of co-creation you're talking about? Just ask, you know, as you're going down, you're walking down the street, you know, you think of your, you know, your grandmother and you just go, Oh, you know, and, and you, you um, feel her presence, you know, feel that love that you have that, that stuff never dies. That love never dies. You can feel it. I can, I can dial up my mother's love anytime, Mm. you know, and it's not like she's visiting me, but she has visited me. And so it's asking and, and then looking for it. I remember one time walking down the street and looking for a nickel. And I said to my father, you know, just in thought, come on, daddy, you know, it's been a long time, you know, that I haven't gotten a nickel. And I got this kind of download. And he says, well, I get to choose the time that I give you the nickels. Hmm. (laughs) So Next morning, I leave the gate and right in front of the gate in front of my house is a nickel. So, um, you know, you know, he he had his little program and he didn't want me to ruin his program. So he gave me the nickel when he wanted to. You know, it's uh, your your uh, grandfather loved cardinals. Well, you can ascribe that to him. You know, you see a cardinal, you know, it could be. Your grandfather uh, just letting you know you're being thought of. So, so it's a it's a it's a give and take. It's there's no um, formula. There's no formula. Uh, maybe if people read the book, they could see the different types of after death communications. And not all the stories are after death communications. Uh, there's one that kind of defies any category. I think. It's the strangest thing that ever happened to me by far. And that is in the second chapter, the, the story's titled The Potty. Mm. And, um, and also there's a, a two stories that what I believe it's that someone, you know, uh, one, I know it was my father, but um, both stories are uh are the the person getting a very strong urge to do something that they don't want to do, but it is so that the dying person can have their last wish fulfilled. And, Mm. um, you know, so it comes in all flavors. So I think, and I think that's what compelled me to put this book out because I find that it gives a lot of hope. Sophia, thank you so much for 
talking with us. Um, the book is full of stories that are unusual and comforting, at least I found, and surprising as oh, well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's um, that's uh, what I, I, I hope that uh, people can uh, get out of it. And also what I was left with after writing the book was, wow, you know, that means that, you know, it, I, there's a fear of death that's kind of lifted and you go, wow, if I could be just as awake and conscious, you know, after I die, then I could be clever and I can communicate cleverly with my loved ones <laughs> that I left behind. And it's, I, I think it, um, I think I, I'm hoping that that's what people will get. And thank you for your questions. Thank you. I've been talking with Sophia Dimas. Her new book is Consciousness Beyond Death, True Stories of Signs, Messages, and Timing. You can find out more about Sophia and her work at sophiademas.com. That's S-O-P-H-I-A-D-E-M-A-S.com. sophiademas.com. The book is Consciousness Beyond Death. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a session with me there if you feel so inclined. And the fun continues on Instagram, where I am Fog City Psychic. I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. <laughs>